is Crystal Luna and welcome to My Own Lane, a series dedicated to talented women killing it in creative roles. I hope the stories and experiences of the featured guests navigating through their professional lives resonate and motivate you to create your own lane. Hi everyone and welcome to episode 6 of My Own Lane and today with me I have June Martinez, producer for the world-famous K-Rock, Stryker and Klein's morning show. Um, as someone else stated, she is the sole woman producer for the show, and I thought it was really important to bring her on board. As many of you guys know, as I've expressed in previous episodes, I used to work in radio where I met plenty, many of my peers that I've been, I've been bringing on board and um, that's where I met June. We used to work together and look at her. She's just leveling up. I love it. Hi, June. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for accepting to, um, to come on board for this interview. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. What do you love the most about your job? There's a lot of things, um, but I think there's two things that are my absolute favorite, right? I think the first thing is that I'm able to go into work every day and I'm allowed to be creative um, and creative in, in all ways, right? Like I can pitch an idea and even if it sucks, like at least I was able to get that idea off my chest because it feels like a safe space with the crew I have. Um, and then also I really like like the human connection element that we have with our listeners. Like it's very much, it feels very personal with our listeners and I love that. Oh, okay. That's great. That's great. Um, I, I know you mentioned that you come on board a few times on air when does that happen? When do when I per, I personally want to know because I see you post about it, but I want to know more about that. Like, when is it that they bring you on board and they're like, June, this is the perfect opportunity for you to come on board and be on air? Uh, so it just depends. Like there's sometimes where they're just having a conversation on air and I'm like, wait, like I need to put my input in there and I'll just run in there and, you know, say whatever I have to say. And then there's other times where I'll pitch an idea um, and it's something that actually happened to me. And they're like, you need to come on air and like share share whatever this story is. And so they're bringing me in for moments like that. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I know a radio personality. Hey. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, I you know what? When we were I was still working at the radio station when the you got the news about obviously you you coming on board as a producer for the show. So tell us about the thoughts that were running through your head when that happened, when they approached you about that. Uh, it's kind of crazy. So I was working a street gig initially and I, I had to do a few call-ins for Striker and Client show, just kind of like let people know where we were at doing certain giveaways and stuff. Um, and I guess they really liked my energy. So later on that day, Striker had reached out and was like, hey, can we talk to you type thing? A week later, we ended up all chatting and um, they asked me to come on board and possibly produce the show. And I swear, I went up to my car after and I just sat there for like 20 minutes and I cried because this is someone I grew up listening to. And it just it was a full circle, like crazy moments. Like I went from passing out stickers on the promo team, which I absolutely loved, to now being a producer of an afternoon show that looked like it was on the rise. And you're like you grew up with K-Rock, like you used to listen to K-Rock and then you came on board to work. And as you mentioned, pass out stickers. And now you're like, as I said earlier, you're just leveling up. And I'm so proud of you, June. I, I really want to put that out there. I'm really proud of you. And Thank you. 
And I wanted to ask you, and like, what are what are your um, what do you do as a producer? How does your how does your day look like? Um, so it's a lot of really fast moving parts. So I get there about an hour before the show starts, and I start printing out everything we need for segments. Um, if there's phone numbers they need for stuff, I'll call that. If we have an interview set up with an artist um, or uh, an actor or something, I need to be in contact with their PR person and make sure it's still happening at whatever time. Um, and then at the end of the show, it's a lot of like, okay, here are ideas for tomorrow, here are ideas for next week, making sure the schedule is all taken care of, making sure uh, if anybody on the team needs anything, that those needs are met um, as far as like information or things that we're doing for the station. That's awesome. That's really cool. And we obviously we spoke off the record um, and we we briefly talked about how the road to success is not always easy. And as you mentioned earlier, you started off by passing out stickers to now being a producer. How did that road to being a radio producer look like for you? Um, so it's really interesting. So I knew I wanted to work for the station when I was nine, right? Like I found out that Nicole Alvarez was Latina and I'm just like, oh my God, someone like me like works on the radio at mm -hmm. my favorite station. So that's what motivated me initially. And then growing up, um, you know, I just started getting involved in different music things. And I was like, okay, like I know that if I'm going to get to where I want to be at, um, finally, like I need to do the grunt work, right? Like I'm not just going to go in and demand that something is given to me. So I started doing music stuff really early, eventually got um, introduced to the right people and they gave me a lot of mentorship and a lot of guidance. And we're like, you know what, just keep your head to the ground, keep working. So it was a lot of just like grunt work when I was a promo kid. Like I, I made sure that if I was out on the streets, like I was trying to do my best while I was out there. Um, whenever extra shifts were asked of me, I did my best to take them regardless of what time they started, what time they ended, regardless of how many hours I was already working that week. Um, and then I also asked to do other things that were part of the station, right? So aside from the stickers and stuff like that, I asked to get involved with board offing. Uh, luckily, there was a spot available. So they taught me how to do that within like three or four months of being at the station. And I just kept just kept showing up whenever they needed me. And even when they didn't need me, I was like, I'm available. Um, and that's kind of how that all played out. That's really cool. Um, just to kind of follow up with that question, what have what have you sacrificed personally and even professionally to get where you currently are? A lot of time. I think a lot of time and a lot of personal relationships. Um, I think going from being nine and wanting to do something and like not really having a plan B, like there was never like, well, if radio doesn't work out, like I'm just going to go do this over here. Like that was never in my head. So I knew from the get go, like, OK, I need to give this everything. Um, so I've missed a lot of family birthdays. I've uh, I've been working when my grandfather passed, you know, like there's been so many personal personal things to me where I had to miss out because I was so career driven. Um, and I don't think I'd change any of those things, but it, it is very much like a lot of sacrifices. And I think on a professional side, I've given up maybe like pursuing other, other things, right? Because I think when I initially came into radio, I wanted to be a radio personality and that was the initial goal. And then once I got into the board operating side of it, I realized that just being stuck in a studio by myself wasn't really like the thing I wanted to do. So once I got introduced to producing, I was like, this is more my element because I'm with an entire team of people that I get to be creative with. I actually wanted to ask you, did your educational background had to do with, um, did it have to do with any 
of your career choices? Did it help you to get there or? Um, so I, I went to school for communication. I graduated from Mount San Antonio College a few, a couple years ago now, or a few years ago, um, with a degree in communication and communication studies. And then, um, I went to Cal State LA and got a degree in communication also, like a BA from there. And I think I, like, there were a lot of elements of communication that obviously help in radio, right? Like, all we do is communicate on the radio. Exactly. But I, wa I wanted to keep my educational background broad so that communication could help me if I needed to move, if I absolutely had to, right? Like, I can take my degree and go to, like, an HR place and do that, or I can go to another company and do something communication there. Um, but I think... The thing that helped me the most from my education was learning how to network with people. That's the biggest thing I got from college was the understanding of how to network. You know what? And I actually think that even at the radio station, there was a there were a lot of there are a lot of opportunities to network because, I, you know, even in promo, like how many of the promo kids were not creative? How many are they not doing a lot of things and? Sometimes, yeah, you just really need to take advantage of those opportunities that are presented to you in, in school and even at work. From your perspective, what is it that is greatly lacking in radio and the music industry? Authenticity of oneself, as far as like just full on presenting, right? Like I think I'm really lucky to work on a show where we're not super cookie cutter. Like you're not gonna tune into my show and we're just gonna be talking about like whatever Kim Kardashian did on the weekend or whatever TMZ is talking about, you know, like I love the Kardashians, but that's not what my show is. And I think a lot of shows on the radio right now um, market themselves as like, here's a local celebrity or a global celebrity, whatever. And here, here's why they're perfect and you should want to be like them. Whereas like my show feels really authentic, I think to everyone's flaws. And I think we highlight those and we kind of, we're able to hone in on those and connect with our audience because we're not scared to admit that like, we're not perfect and neither are you, but that's why we're bonding on this cool level. I, and that, and I mean, we're going to get a little bit into authenticity, being relatable a little later, but that's real. That's so real. Um, and I think that's what helps even in social media, right? In social media, people like that because it's like, she's just like me. She's like the girl next door or blah, blah, blah. You know, they're just not so far, far reach. I guess yeah. you can say you actually touched on it earlier. Even if your idea sucks, you still pitch your idea. Have there been moments where you can, where you pitch an idea and they don't want to move forward with it? Um, when it says, when they probably think like, it's not going to work. Like, how do you move forward when that happens? Yeah, so there's been times where I'll pitch something and they're just like, eh, like we don't know about that, you know? And you just kind of have to like take whatever the idea is. And for me, if I'm super passionate about it, like I'm just going to be workshopping it in my head. Like if I hear something on air where I'm just like, hey, like this could have worked there, I'll take notes and bring it back. Or um, I'll tell everybody like, hey, here's the idea, just so it's out there, even though maybe the idea kind of sucks. Like we're able to all workshop that together. And I think that's when the great ideas come out is where we take a half good idea from either me or somebody else on the team and we all workshop and add to it. And that's when it becomes a reality and it, it gets pushed forward because it finally works. And, and that's actually, I, I, we've talked about this um, through message. We re um, I recently got into the whole investment thing. I'm all like, if I'm trying to keep up with this whole capitalistic thing, 
I might as well start learning about investments, et cetera. And then I took like a course, obviously, to get familiar with the terms, et cetera, blah, 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 blah. And then the instructor was all like, you need to do your research on why you want to invest. And you just, you said, you mentioned earlier about writing notes. If it didn't work out, okay, I'm going to come back and write notes. So yeah, like the, I remember she put it as an example as like, if somebody's trying to fight you or not fight you, but ask you, question you, why you do, you want to invest in them, you have to back it up and show your notes, show your homework, show your research and just throw it out there. And I guess, wow them, right? Yeah. I know you on a personal level. We follow each other on social media. I see your posts. I see your IG stories. And you are very open about your struggles with mental health. Yeah. Um, and furthermore, you share it. Like I mentioned, you share it on your posts and your IG stories. You share what you do to take care of yourself. Um, you are transparent with your following, but also relatable, But which is important. But you bring awareness. You're bringing awareness about mental health. And I think that's very important considering the industry that you're in. It's still kind of a very taboo topic to even discuss or bring up. How has your struggles with mental health shaped who you are today? That's a great question. Um, there's a lot. Like I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety when I was really young. Like I, I wasn't even double digits yet when I was diagnosed with depression and anxiety. And so I think I've always felt like it's just kind of part of me or at least there, right? Like uh, I try to take ownership over it so that it doesn't own me. Um, but I think sharing this information with my followers lets people know that they're not alone. Um, I think it shaped me to, to just kind of be even more honest about myself, right? Like when growing up, I was really fortunate to have um, organizations like To Write Love on Her Arms, which is a, a great nonprofit organization that talks about mental illness and stuff. So to me, it was never personally taboo to talk about mental illness because I was like, it's there, you know, like it shouldn't be taboo when it's something so many people struggle with. I think it's just shaped me to be a, almost a more well-rounded person because I have to force myself into situations where otherwise I always feel uncomfortable. Like socially, I'm awkward. Um, so I, like the anxiety and the, yeah, like the anxiety and the depression have, have forced me to work through that though. So it's kind of shaped me in that way where it, like it's forced me to have to put myself out there in ways that otherwise I wouldn't really be comfortable with. Oh, okay. That's good. That's good. I think I follow, um, there's a, radio personality well she's no longer in radio liz hernandez and she talks about she's a few times i remember she uh, there was a one time where she posted something about being social it's a full-time job and literally Facts. it is it freaking <laughs> right. is when did you decide i mean at least on social media when did you decide like it's time for me to share open up about my struggles my depression and anxiety with your following so probably in like high school, right, is when I first started like logging on to Tumblr and I'm just like, I'm having a bad day, you know, the depression's doing whatever it's doing today. Um, but I think what, like Tumblr is like a very safe space, or at least it was, I haven't been on there in years, but it used to be a very like niche community, whereas like Instagram was always like the masses to me. So I think I started getting really open on there, um, probably when I was in college, because I just felt like it was so important. And 
I had a lot of friends coming to me that were struggling, but they wouldn't say anything publicly. Like it would just be between us type thing. And I'm just like, why is nobody else talking about this? <laughs> um, so I finally decided to open up on social media and privately people will message me and they're like, I'm not open about, you know, what I'm going through with a lot of people, but I appreciate that you are because at least it lets people know that they're not alone because I don't feel like I can go talk to anybody about this. And like that hits home for me. Like at least I know it's reaching somebody. Um, I'm thinking Tumblr. That's so long ago. I have yeah. I remember having Tumblr at one point. I feel like now to, um, Reddit is kind of like Tumblr, don't you think? Uh, possibly, Reddit? yeah. A little. I mean, I'm not. I don't jump in on Reddit a lot. But what is it? You are very disciplined. You are committed, both professionally and personally. Obviously, you're discuss. You you've, you've discussed it how you've done the grunt work to get where you are. And I mean, obviously knowing you outside, I've seen you even grow in the fitness world, right? You're, you're, you're putting in work on hard days. What keeps you motivated? What keeps you going on hard days? So I think I've almost felt like motivation is a lie we're sold, right? Like I think we're always told like, oh, you need to be motivated to do X, Y, and Z. But I don't think motivation is the answer because like college, right? Like I stopped being motivated to read and do all my assignments a long time ago, but I still did it, right? Like there were so many days where I'm like, I'm so tired of this, but I think it's discipline more than it is anything. Like, and I, I you have to have a why in order to be disciplined. And I think that's more important than anything. And my why is just I need to make things easier for everybody that comes after me, whether that be in my family or, uh, you know, brown girls in the industry, et cetera. Like that is my why. And that is what keeps me going on dark, on days when I just do not want to get out of bed. You said that people that come after you and which is kind of what I'm trying to do with this platform. I want to inspire. I want to, I want future generations to see themselves that it's possible to become a radio producer, to become content creators, to become um, live event photographers, right? Who inspires you and who do you hope to inspire with your work and even through your social media platforms? Uh, so I think there's a lot of musicians that inspire me. Um, bands like Rise Against, for example. Um, there's comedians that inspire me like George Carlin before he passed, you know, just people who are super authentic to themselves. Um, in terms of women, I'm lucky to work with like Nicole Alvarez and Megan Hollande. And although I'm not producing for them, like we're still colleagues and I draw a lot of inspiration from them and how able, how authentic they're able to be with their audience. Um, and I just, I genuinely hope to inspire the people that are coming after me. And I hope I inspire people around me to, to show up as better versions of themselves for no one else but themselves. But themselves. Like, yeah, like show up as the best version of you for you, because that is going to impact everybody, even if that wasn't your goal initially. All right. All right. It was very important for me to bring that up because I feel like you, you have so much to offer. You are offering so much. You have such a big role. And honestly, even though there are women in radio, I feel like it's still very numbered. Like I mentioned earlier, I, I mean, I follow Liz Hernandez and she was one of my big inspirations growing up. She, Liz Hernandez, if, for the people that don't know, was in Power 106 and she was part of the neighborhood in Big Boy's neighborhood. And I always, I just loved her because she's Mexican-American. I'm Mexican-American. And there isn't a lot of Latinas. And for example, in that case, 
in hip hop either, like hip hop radio, you know? It's, I mean, it's no secret to us that know you and follow you on social media that you eventually would like to move to Nashville, Tennessee, right? And yeah. I heard through the grapevine that it's for great reasons, career cha- career changing like, like a career like changing move. So yeah. I, I need you to break it down for me, girl, because I, I really want to know. <laughs> Um, okay, so I eventually, within the next five years or so, would like to move out to Nashville um, for a number of reasons. I think it, it reminds me a lot of L.A. where it's really diverse, like in the pocket of Nashville itself. Um, but there's also a lot of things going on around Nashville that really need help. So if I move to Nashville, I'm thinking about going to law school um, and then just working on social justice issues in Nashville because there's a lot of laws that directly affect brown and black communities much more than they affect anybody else out there. Um, and I, especially women's rights too, like there's all kinds of stuff going on in Tennessee that they need help with. And I just feel like if I have a platform to do good and I'm, I have the grades to get into law school and I can pass the test and I'm pretty sure I can, you know, like I, yes, you I can. Believe in, yeah, I believe yes, in myself that I can do that. So I, I would love to move out there and help make change eventually. That's great, June. And when did you know, like, this is what, what I want to do, like eventually, was this something recent or... Uh, so like I said, like radio has always been like the number one thing for a really long time. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't know that I expected with radio for things to move as quickly as they did. Like I moved up to my role, like before even hitting three years with the station. And I think it was going to take a lot longer. So now I'm just like, okay, like I've done this and I fulfilled this. Like what's next for me? And I never want to be a person that's just categorized by one thing that I did. Like if I can have multiple chapters to my life where I'm using a platform to do good, like I think that's my ultimate like life goal right there. And is your family supportive of this, of you eventually moving? And actually um, to further the question, has your family been supportive through your professional journey thus far? So I think when I originally told them that I wanted to be in radio, like they're like, you're crazy. Cause again, there's not brown people in radio unless it's a Mexican radio station, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I told them like my ultimate goal was to work for K-Rock and stuff, they were, they were kind of like, okay, like you should probably have a backup plan. And I'm like, no, I'm gonna do this, watch. And then I think as I got older and they started to see how serious it was and that I was starting to make things happen for myself, um, they were like, oh, like she's serious. And so they've been supportive ever since. Um, and then I've told them about the law thing and they're like, you can do it. Like, we believe in you. If you want to move, like we support that hundred percent. I mean, you made it to radio. You can do the next chapter too. Right. Exactly. That's yep. really, that's really good. I, and I, it's very important to have your family involved supporting you. And you know, when, when that's not the case, eventually they do come around. So that's yeah. really good to hear. And to wrap up this interview, I do want to ask you, what does success mean to you? And what piece of advice would you give to an aspiring radio producer looking to create their own lanes? Okay, so I think the definition of success has changed for me as I've gotten older. I think when I was younger, success was definitely a title, um, however much you had in the bank and were making and the amount of degrees that you were able to hang on your wall. Whereas now I, I genuinely feel like success is something that you're doing internally and like personal growth and how much of an impact you can leave on the people around you and how how much or like how many doors you can kick down for the people that are coming behind you so that people can just walk through them. Um, 
And I think advice for aspiring producers is just show up as yourself authentically. Um, you know, something that I was really scared of when I started producing is like, I wear cowboy boots and then there's days where I'll show up in Doc Martens, you know? And I was always like, I work for like this alternative rock station. They're going to be like, what's this girl doing wearing cowboy boots? I've been really fortunate that, you know, the listeners and my crew has kind of like rallied around that. And they're like, no, that's what makes you, you. So I think if aspiring producers can just show up as themselves authentically, I think that'll do a world of wonders that like presenting as somebody else wouldn't do for them. And that's real. That is real. Um, you are creating your own lanes in so many ways, shapes and forms, girl. And I am proud of you. Keep leveling up. Um, I love seeing your growth. I love seeing your post. If you don't follow her, please follow her. We'll make sure to include your social media accounts. In the edited version, um, she's post, she'll post about travel. She travels. She loves country music, and that's honestly rare, but beautiful in a Latina, honestly. I think that's beautiful. And um, she's working out. She's working out. And you recently posted something about it's not about being skinny. It's about being fit and something else. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do, actually. I, I don't care to be skinny. I, don't, I love being thick. I just want to be comfortably in a better shape. If that makes yeah. any sense, because it's not about being skinny for me. I, I love being thick. I just I need to work on a better shape for myself where I'm happier, sure. you know. And so, yeah, please follow her and please tune into the Striker and Klein show. Just know that everything that comes out of that show, this mujer is behind it. And thank you so much for joining us. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next time. Peace.